Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Growing in Grace with Mike and Joel. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> I don't know why we always do that, Joel. Tuning in, is, it's it an old radio term. You'll have to go forgive away. us for that. Every once in a while, we just go radio on you here, old even though habits. we're just doing this podcast thing. How have you been, man? I, I know you've uh, you've had some things going on with your family, and uh, we took a week off, and now we're coming back. But uh, I know uh, I know it's been a bit of a challenging time with you and your family. Right. Yeah. And by the time this airs, actually, the week off was a couple weeks ago. <laughs> That's true. Yes. But there's there's really no time in the spirit. That's that's right. In in eternity and in the spirit, it's just all just all rolls into one. But um yeah, so as as we're recording this, we won't talk much about this, but my my dad passed away recently and so we spent some time down uh I my me, my family and I spent some time down in in Missouri with the family and just reflecting on a lot of things and just real quickly, just to, to give a, tr- a little tribute to my dad, he so many people talked about his life of faith and his life of love. He loved, he genuinely loved people. Early on in life, he had resisted and even, he says, passionately rebelled against God's call on his life, uh, you know, as a, as a pastor. But then uh, when he did, finally, uh, when things turned around, he heard the call and he's like Isaiah, he said, here am I, Lord send me. And then um, he lived a life. He was 83 years old. He lived a life of love and service to others. And it was all because of the grace of God. One of his big things was, by the grace of God, I am what I am. And he just lived a life that was uh, not necessarily, when I was growing up, not big on the stuff that we talk about. I mean, he didn't talk the talk that we talk, but he certainly walked it. And it was all because of the grace of God. So anyway, that's that's what's been going on with me, and my family is doing well, and we certainly miss my dad, but knowing that we have a hope that we shall see him again. Absolutely. Yeah, it does make you wonder for those without that hope how how they get along, but um, we have something to look forward to, and it goes by pretty fast, doesn't it? So mm-hmm. uh, last week, Joel, as you'll recall, we, we did start talking about the New Covenant, after a 20-week series on Jesus and why he taught two different covenants, we're going to take a closer and deeper look into this thing that is often referred to as as the New Covenant. You know, really, this thing we call the, the New Covenant, it, it wasn't so much new for us non-Jewish people, us Gentiles. It was new in the sense that we didn't have a covenant before, but it wasn't quite the same as with Israel. Remember uh, in the Old Testament, and the Old Covenant was given between God and, and the Israelites, and, and the law w- was given. We Gentiles, we, any, any non-Jewish people would not have really been a part of, of that covenant. So what happened, of course, is eventually when the New Covenant was coming around after the death of Jesus Christ, um, and it had been prophesied, back in the Old Testament, that there would be a, a different covenant being made with the house of Israel. Well, they, they had the first covenant in place, and then a new one was going to come and replace that old one, something that would be better and more effective. The effectiveness of, of the ministry of Jesus Christ would would replace that that old way with the law and the commandments and those things. And so what was uh, 
A first covenant under the old for Israelites became something brand new to them. And we as Gentiles, who had been without a covenant up until this point, uh, were invited into this new thing. And um, I think we, uh, we sometimes get confused. We get our covenants mixed up. We, as Christians, believe the, the Bible is the Word of God. And so we make the assumption that some of those things that occurred throughout the Bible somehow are directed to us in a personal way when they were for Israel. So we get kind of confused. We mix up the old and the new together. And unfortunately, much of the church religious business in Christianity is built upon this mixture that brings about confusion. I mean, we even throw these phrases around like Judeo-Christian. And I know what people mean when they say those things, but we're getting our covenants mixed up quite often. Yes. Well, it's going back to something you were saying there in Ephesians 2, Paul talks about, he's talking to Gentiles. He says, remember you, once Gentiles in the flesh, and he talks about how you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, strangers from the covenants of promise, and having no hope, and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. Now, what have we Gentiles been brought near to? Have we been now brought near to Israel and the old covenant? No, (laughs) we've been brought near to God. We were once far off from God, and we have been brought near to him. How? Through the new covenant. So we've not been brought into this old covenant, but we've been brought into this new covenant. Paul even talks about this new covenant, writing to Gentiles, because some people think that this old covenant was only for Israel and Judah, because Hebrews talks about that, quoting from Jeremiah. But actually, Paul, in in 2 Corinthians 3, 6, he's writing to Gentiles, and he says, he's talking about God, who has made us sufficient as ministers of the new covenant. So this new covenant is not just for Israel, but it is for Gentiles. And like you say, so, and like I was reading from Paul's words in Ephesians, Gentiles were apart from this covenant, and now we've been brought near to God into a new covenant. And it's not a mixture, like you say. There is so much confusion out there. You know, we assume when we pick up the Bible that everything that it says in there, you know, since we're Christians and this Bible is God's Word, and it talks about Christ, and the Old Testament talks about this coming Christ. And so we, we assume that everything that's in there uh, is for us, but we, we fail to see, in, in large part, I think, in the church, we, we fail to see the se- this separation of the covenants. As, we, as we've talked about many times on this podcast, there's a lot of covenant confusion, <laughs> and we need to see that this thing— The old had to end. The old covenant had to come to an end. It was made obsolete, the book of Hebrews says. It ended, and this new covenant has completely replaced it. We don't have have old covenant part two. We don't have the new covenant being a continuation of the old. They don't run together. They're separate. They're different, and, and they do they absolutely do not mix. So we have to make sure that when we are reading the Bible, we understand what's being said about what covenant, and we, and we realize that all the things that it says about the new covenant, that's us. The old covenant was pointing to the new covenant, but that's not for us. So we need to uh, keep that, those things separated. Yeah, and, and you know, um, 
so yeah and so trying to play off of what we've been talking about here it's usually assumed in christianity that we were brought into some sort of a, a partnership of this covenant that Israel already had going on with God. And you made a good point there at the end of what you just said, Joel, is that this is not, this new covenant is not a revision of the first one. It's not some sort of an, a new and improved version of the, the first one, as if the first is still in place and it, we just made it a little bit better, added ingredients, amended it, whatever. And, and so it's often assumed that God had this thing established with Israel, and we were brought into it. Sometimes you may have even heard throughout uh, your your religious teaching uh, over the years, you may have heard that we were engrafted Jews. That's really misleading. We weren't engrafted into Israel. We all, Jew and Gentile, were engrafted into Christ. And so, what what so we get a little mixed up. In thinking that somehow we were invited into something already established with Israel, and they put that in in terms of the old covenant being merged with something new. And really what happened here is that we were brought into a covenant, but it was a brand new one that had nothing to do with the old one. In fact, it was Israel. It wasn't so much us being brought into something Israel already had established with God. It was Israel being set free from a covenant where they could not fulfill it. They could not meet the the demands and the needs of the covenant. So Israel was set free from that, and then the new covenant was established where we were also invited in. In fact, from a spiritual perspective, there really is no longer Jew or Gentile. We're all one. We've been made to be one in Christ. And so you, we find today, though, Joel, that ministers, uh, unfortunately, some, some well-meaning ministers of the gospel, pastors, people in the ministry, they are afraid to even have a discussion about whether there is one covenant or two, or an old covenant versus the new. We've even heard it said from other ministers that they, they know of ministers within their circle of fellowship where they don't really see that it's an issue uh, between an old and a new covenant. They, they don't really get it, or they're either afraid of talking about it for, for fear of uh, what others might think that they're implying, um, or they're, they're just ignorant about it. But you'll, you'll rarely find people in the ministry discussing this all-important topic of uh, the old versus the new covenant. Yeah, because <laughs> you know, to them, we're just, bunch of wackos really i mean <laughs> to to them now here you know in the traditional church uh those who are, are and, and this isn't to put people down but it's just it's just to make a point that those those people who uh blend the covenants and don't think anything of it you know those people who who mix the covenants and and preach uh maybe one week they'll preach about the the 10 commandments or they'll do a 10 week series on the 10 commandments as you know applying to christians and and to them, we're the wackos. We're kind of out there on the edge. We're just far off uh, the the beaten path, and 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 um, we're wrong. Um, but if you you know if you look at all this stuff that we're talking about, you can see all these things. We're going to be spending a lot of time, I think, in the Book of Hebrews. You can see a lot of this stuff in the Book of Hebrews. If you study the Old Testament, you'll find all these things pointing to the New Covenant. And how it's different from the new covenant. When when you find out what the new covenant is, you see how much it really does differ from the old covenant. And so, really, 
and, and this isn't to pat ourselves on the back. This is just to say that the things that we're talking about, this is this is the these are the differences between the covenants. There is a difference. And those people in the in the mainstream traditional church who are blending them, they're actually the ones who are far off uh, from what this you know, the difference of the covenants really is, from what life in Christ really is, from what the new covenant really is. And uh, so we we feel it's important to continue to make uh, that distinction. A little bit of time left uh, for you to wrap things up. All right. Well, hey, we we are going to be spending some time in the book of Hebrews here in the weeks ahead as we look at the new covenant that Christ established. And it's very exciting news. I mean, I don't know what you've heard throughout church over the years, but... uh, Put all of that behind you for now, because we've got some exciting things coming up. Um, Jesus Christ is the guarantee. This whole thing is about him. We sing the song, Blessed Assurance, but do we really believe it? I I hear people sing that hymn over the years, and yet they they live in fear, wondering if if God has really forgiven them, if, if God really loves them, if they're really saved, and where they stand with them. And that doesn't sound like blessed assurance to me. Well, you're, we're going to get into some blessed assurance with the guarantee of Jesus Christ in the weeks ahead right here on Growing in Grace at growingingrace.org. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.